Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, Old School. Coming back, we're going to read you some of the names that we got from the text line. Then uh, we got some uh, interesting NFL news. So we're just going to run through these. Phil, he says, for hockey, the Omaha Slashers. I kind of like that. That's pretty tough. You like that. Um, Unknown Texter 5604 says Omaha Splash. I wonder if that's for basketball. I would hope so. If you're making a splash in hockey, something's gone terribly wrong with the ring. Yeah. Uh, Ellison, Illinois, Omaha Cranes. Like Sandhill Cranes? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like, but I don't know what that might be for basketball. What's scarier, a crane or a pelican? I have no idea. Same. I'll just go with a crane since there's something, right? And, and, and don't they have, uh, won't they, don't they call those like the fillet in the sky or something like that? I am, no, I'm no yeah, ornithologist, sorry. Uh, Steven says, Omaha Hammers, Keywood Construction. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, Splash <laughs> Basketball from yeah. 5604. Here we go. 9487. Let's see what he says. Jessica. Jessica. Well, it's un- it's n- it was unknown texter. She says Nebraska Napalm. Napalm. Or Nebraska Nightmares. I like both of them. Probably Nightmares better. Would you want Nightmares for the NBA team? Because Napalm for the hockey team doesn't seem to... Fit. No, I, I, I like the Nightmares for the... Hockey. I like that too. Yeah. Zero zero nine five mascot would have to do with the with the river or river boats. Gamblers. I like that. I like it for both of them. Omaha gamblers. I feel like that'd make more sense if it was an Iowa based team since it's still not legal in Nebraska, but I guess it's only a matter of time. So yeah. sure, fine. Let's see what my man IQ crew says. Also, as for the UFO, Omaha already already tried the Nighthawks and it didn't go over well. They played at Ro- Rosenblatt. What, what? Oh, he says right here, yeah. already saw a name on X as the Gretna Ice Jam for hockey. If it's basketball, bring back the racers. And they can play with the Lancers due to start. Splash Bass. Omaha fell. Oh, come on, Brad. <laughs> Brad said Omaha fellas. Come on, man. Uh... I won't you say... Can, you can't do the Griffins for yeah. Gretna because that's Gretna East or the Dragons. Yeah. Could you go back to Bug Eaters? Would that be too meta? Yeah. That would, let me see. Omaha. What, what would you say? I don't know. I don't know because I just feel like... this. this would, is it have to be, with, would, it, would it have to be Omaha? It's either Omaha or Nebraska. Yeah. Because they're not throwing Gretna on it. No one knows where Gretna is, right? Outside of the state. Here's my issue with new sports names. I think like, like sure Oma, Omaha Slashers is the best name. Yeah, I see where it comes yeah. from. For for hockey, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. My just issue with like these new pro sports leagues that are popping up is that they all sound the mascots or the team names like they're trying too hard. Yeah. Like they have to come up with something that's like over the top cool to, to get your attention. I get yeah. it. It's marketing has yeah. to be involved, but there's just something so ingrained in our heads as sports fans, I think, that anything new, at least to me, is just going to sound like they're trying too hard. Like, oh, that's that's dumb. Like, like it's not slashes. a classic NFL or, or NBA, MLB sort of name. So I think given time, a lot of these names would grow on me when they become, yeah. you know, normalized. 
but they just all sound so weird and like trying too hard yeah. to say like not, not saying they're bad ideas but just yeah, how I, know I, feel. Yeah, I think know? the slashers and omaha racers especially for basketball if it's a chance that they come back would be great bring it back mm-hmm. there it is 72 76 i was right austin ribeye ribeye in the sky <laughs> the cranes of nebraska dang yeah um some some nfl news we're gonna you know switch switch gears right here which is really really interesting right the seattle seahawks have decided to honor Geno Smith. Uh, he has a he has a, a a escalator or where his contract goes from injury guaranteed to fully guaranteed. If he's on the roster by Friday, they already said they're going to keep him on the roster until Friday. That doesn't mean he still won't be in Seattle. Mm-hmm. What that means is that twelve point seven million is guaranteed, no matter who's in, who employs him. So even if they decide to trade him, he has that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So it lets you know that there's a possibility. Number one, that he could still come back and be the quarterback next year, but he could get traded uh, to a franchise that needs him, right? And that's good for Geno. He's going to get paid $13 million bucks, and he's definitely resurre- resurrected his career, so big ups to him. Good job by Seattle to having a legit Pro Bowl quarterback coming back, let alone better trade bait, too, if you're trying to start over with a new coach. On the other end, this is why the Chicago Bears are always going to be Chicago Bears. I was listening to a podcast um, so for, for some guys that I know in, in Chicago, and they're talking about the Bears, right? And they're talking about Chicago uh, possibly keeping Justin Fields and drafting Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, so forth and so on. That's great. You need weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what Chicago's going to do? Well, what they did. They cut Corey, Corey Whitehair, mm-hmm. who's been there for eight years, mm-hmm. multiple-time pro bowler, mm-hmm. right? And then they released safety Eddie Jackson, who is, again, stalwart, um, pro bowler, to save sour cap money. So here's what you're going to do, Chicago Bears, essentially. You're, then you're going to try to trade Justin Fields, most likely to Atlanta or maybe Pittsburgh, right? Then you're going to not even address what you need most around a new quarterback, which would be Caleb Williams, which is another receiver, which you probably could get if you get Marvin Harrison Jr., and you got to make some moves for that. Mm-hmm. Or the offensive line, which probably is more important or as important as another receiver, you're getting rid red of your best offensive lineman. Let's not even talk about the defense. Okay? <laughs> you refuse to pay one of the best linebackers in the league in his prime fair market value to the point that he decided to hold hold out. And then you said, you know what? We're going to be so cheap and not pay you because we decided to give away your buddy, Khalil Mack, for peanuts on the dollar. We'll make sure to do a solid by you. You just got to come in and play four good games. And then you're going to trade his other buddy, Eddie mm-hmm. Jackson. Gone. Gone. There you go. That's why Caleb Williams thinks he's going to go back to college or had hinted that he was going to go back to college. Chicago Bears will always Chicago Bear. They haven't not Chicago Bears yet. I yeah. do think it's interesting when you, you address the offensive line versus wide receiver conversation there because that was the exact situation the Bengals were facing. Yeah. Right? They had Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase both yeah. on the board when right. they picked. Joe Burrow got sacked more than any quarterback in NFL history who made it to a Super Bowl. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that year they made it, right? That feels like a fluke. What, seven times he got sacked against Tennessee in that win? Kansas City hit him quite a few times. So Cincinnati has proven you can make it work without an offensive line, but it still seems like a risk, right? That AFC yeah. North is rugged, yeah. right? You think about the Steelers' defense, the Ravens' defense, what the Browns have been. Browns have got the best defense. Yeah, it yeah. feels like. Burrow and that offensive line are kind of living on borrowed time right now. Yeah. Even in the NFC North, like it's not AFC North levels of rugged, but 
It's, it's cold there. in Lambeau. It's getting it's there. It's cold in Soldier Field. At least Minnesota and Detroit play in domes, but you still need that offensive line to some degree. And all those teams can rush the passer. Yeah. And and they don't have to blitz and manufacture uh, pressure. Cincinnati has chosen to try to address it through free agency. And then they had just had some bad luck guys come in and get hurt. Uh, Lionel uh, Collins from Dallas was a huge get, but then he got hurt like the first play of the year. Uh, Williams has been hurt. He was healthy. Uh, then some other guys got hurt. So they, they got burned with the draft picks. Then they tried to go veterans. That hadn't really worked out well. Chicago doesn't have that. They don't have a whole bunch of draft picks uh, to try to get guys. And plus, if you have this franchise quarterback, which most likely it seems like you're going to take, you want some guys to have in there. You got to think with Corey White, Corey White here, right? He's, he's 31. You can play at least another four more years. Um, he started 118 games out of 124, right? Um, so that means like, you know, probably games where he was just only playing a little bit and he wasn't the starter. Mm-hmm. So he played all three interior offensive line positions, uh, three at center before splitting times at, at left guard and right guard. He moved to guard full-time in 2021 and 22 and was slated to move back to center in 2023 until Tevin Jenkins, who was a high draft choice, got hurt, and he had to go back to guard. So the guy that was the the ultimate professional, um, consistent, is the guy that you also chose to move around a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Which led to him being benched after several errant snaps uh, in the 2023 season. Well, if you go from guard, center, back to guard, Oh, you're going back to center. You're at guard now. And then, you know, what? we need you for center. I would probably say that's a recipe for the snaps of being it. And then you get a word of Eddie Jackson, uh, who was a little dinged up this year, but still he's a ball hawk in safety. Mm-hmm. It just seems like Chicago, you're getting rid of salary. I get it. You know, instead of getting rid of good players, this is when you renegotiate with, with good players to keep your good players in the building so he's so Caleb Williams is surrounded by true professionals. Both mm-hmm. of those guys are professionals. So one more year in a good, safe environment, competitive environment, versus blowing up the team, thinking that Chicago Bears are going to go out and get a whole bunch of free agents. Well, I know for a fact those linebackers you got you overpaid for last year, mm-hmm. and and then now you're up here cost cutting on guys that actually outperformed. It's the weird. I, I just don't understand it. Why these guys? Why you're getting paid to do this? It's just the weirdest thing. I want to get rid of the players that are good, and then I want to double down on the players that we overpaid for. Mm-hmm. Isn't that opposite? It should be. Yeah. Obviously, it's not one person to blame. In terms of how you assign blame, though, coach, GM, president slash owner. Yeah. Where are these decisions coming from? That would be the question I would yeah. ask. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you got Kevin Warren, who's a new president. Then you got your GM. It was a Ryan uh, Bowles, right? In, Poles, in yeah. Poles. And then you kept, uh, you know, Iberflus uh, as the head coach. So th- those are the two guys right there. And a lot of times you see, you know, and I talked about this yesterday and I talked about it extensively down in Houston. Sometimes these guys that are in these GM positions will make moves like this so it gives them more job security. So that means I can come to you and say, listen, I had to cut some good players. We had to, we had to draft young players. So then you get another year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then if you get Genie, but then you get a contract extension. You, it never works out. No. It never works out that way because that's not how you win championships. That's not how you get back to respect, respectability. It's weird that I know Caleb Williams is a fran- hopefully it's a franchise quarterback, but he does have deficiencies. 
<laughs> he's very he's very loose with the ball, so he's turnover prone in the pocket. That's that's something in, that that's plagued you since the time you started playing quarterback. But then also, he will throw balls into risky areas. That's decision-making. Or you believe in your arm too much. They act like Caleb Williams is eight times more the prospect than Justin Fields. Here's why. This is a little bit into the transfer portal. It's like, okay, you have a five-star recruit. Okay, he's a five-star recruit in high school. Versus a four-star recruit that you have two or three seasons of starting experience in the portal and you got to win. If you're telling all the fans, right, you want to sell out the, you want to sell out the stadium. You want them to be there, Mm -hmm. right? You want to buy, bring the family beer and all that other stuff. So I'm trying to win right now. That's the guy I go with Justin Fields. I don't think Caleb Williams is such a good prospect that you can't pass him. He's not a paid Manny. Mm -hmm. He's not even on the level. I don't think of like Cam Newton of a guy that can just dominate a game by himself. Better or worse prospect than Pocket Hercules? Oh, he's way better than Pocket Hercules. I didn't think Pocket Hercules would be going to be that good. Caleb Williams is a legit, and also he has that it factor where he he can bring you back. The problem is when I think there's been a lot of chuck and duck when you know mm-hmm. you're in a, you know, you, you, your defense ain't playing no good, and you're just passing the ball all the time. You know, in the NFL, you're going to have to be able to learn how to you know play you know small ball like Patrick Mahomes did to win the, the championship. So. Interesting news. We appreciate the uh, the text line. We're going to finish up on the text line when we come right back after the break. Then we're going to turn it over to Ticket Weeknights. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, Old School. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.